It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Debbie Sluice, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero. I am super excited to be here. I love your energy and I was looking forward to this since yesterday already. (laughs) Well, I had a vision about this podcast together today and because I thought it out in my mind with explicit detail, it is happening in the way that I imagined. And my first question is, why is creating a very clear and concise vision so important in the way we live our lives? Yeah. So it's about intention. And I know that's kind of a buzzword. People like set an intention, but truly it's like, if you go on a trip now, some people just like to just, you know, throw the map out the window, not use a GPS. However, what you might find is where you end up and you speak to some people and they're like, did you catch this? Did you do this? No, no. I was just kind of meandering and, you know, just took the road that I saw and I missed out on all of this great stuff along the way. So it's really about creating a point in your destination, where you want to head to, uh, and then enjoying the journey along the way with goals. So if, if I can use that analogy, a vision is like where you want to go on a destination. But I love like a vacation for me, most of the fun, a lot of the fun is in the planning. It's in like, who am I going to see? What am I going to eat? Who am I going to meet? What am I going to do? You don't really know because you've never been there before. You've heard other people talk about it. You, you've heard stories about it. You've seen a picture of it, but you've not experienced it yet. But you can imagine, which is part of the joy of creating and planning a vacation, what that's going to be. So that's really the vision. And then you come back to the present, create goals along your way. Um, and then you're living into that beautiful vision and destination. So what makes you qualified to be able to talk about this subject? Ha. Huh. I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) but I am because what I've done is I jumped in with both feet because I felt it in my heart. I felt it in my gut and I knew this was what I was supposed to do. And it was because it changed my life in that very first time I had an image. It was one of the images I had uh, a photographer take of me in a branding photo session. And that image was just spectacular. And I looked at myself and I thought, who is that rock star? Wow. I want to be her because when I look in the mirror, I see a mom of four, I see a wife, I see a childcare director, which is what I did for 30 years. And I see all of that. But in the photo, she, as you talk about, she's the best in the world at what, whatever she's going to do. And at that point, I still hadn't discovered what it was going to be yet, but I knew that I was destined for something bigger. 
And so the fact that an image gave me all of that magic, I knew that I wanted to create a company, a business based on visioning. And so then I discovered vision boards and it was really a lot of error, trial and error, but fundamentally like my curriculum that I created four years ago is still my base. And I surrounded myself with a really amazing people like Jack Canfield, co-wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, his teachings. I took my teachings that I had from 30 years on brain development with children and what we know about their brains and how um, the neuroscience is at play with them and, and that playfulness of me as an educator, I infused that into my curriculum. So, and also I'm a Christian, so my Christian spiritual beliefs were infused. So all of that wrapped together created this beautiful uh, program for clients and I've witnessed transformation. So I'd say that my clients transformation and results are my diploma. So you, t- you talk about the, uh, your Christian, Christian beliefs and the, the written word, oh, I don't know when the written word first came to, to fruition, I don't know how many thousand years ago, but how do you think people used to create visions before pen and paper existed? Hmm. I've never been asked that question before. I don't know. I'm guessing, um, but <clears throat> I'm thinking that it has to do with storytelling. And if I think about Jesus and the parables that he would use for people to create images, word images, so to speak, of like the sower sowing the seeds, um, you know, and so I think those kinds of everyday experiences that he would create or use images like fishers of men or lamb of God. And like all of those words, I think would create an image for people to be able to hold in their mind and understand. And um, yeah, so that, that would be what I would say about that. I think it's a good, I think it's a great answer because the the Bible is incredibly descriptive. And when I, think about Bible stories. It's always, it's not the breakdown of the bullet points of what you should do unless it's the 10 commandments, right? But it's the, it's the stories associated with that. And it, 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 I've been thinking about this since you and I first connected uh, relatively recently. And uh, Anna and I are currently sort of on the road across North America. And I said to her yesterday in a moment of not being grateful, I was like, man, like I'm really getting a little bit frustrated with being on the road and not having any stability and, you know, our own place. And she's like, Laban, this is exactly what you dreamt about doing. The difference with the vision that I had that I didn't put enough clarity around exactly what it would look like. So the universe is giving me exactly what I want, but without the the minute or the minutiae. Why is that so important? Exactly. So it's, it's what you put out is what you attract. So the more clarity that you have, the more detail, the more vivid color that you can be clear on for yourself and that you can put out what you want. So if you think about, there's a YouTube video called um, the cosmic waitress. And so if you think of the universe, like a waitress, where it's like, if you just go to a restaurant and say, I'd like a hamburger, you're probably just going to get a bun and a burger, right? You say, well, I'd like to have the loaded version that's named after the owner that everyone raves about. And it looks like it's got hot peppers and something special sauce. Like that's what I want. Well, that's what you're going to get. 
So it's putting your order with the universe of exactly what you want. And the more, I mean, have you ever had it where you go to a restaurant? Like for me, I don't speak a lot of languages. And so sometimes like if I go to an Italian restaurant, I literally just point, (laughs) I'll have this, right? And then if you're in a diner, you know, sometimes you'll just get lazy and just point to the picture. This looks good. I'll have this. So thinking about your vision board in that way as well is that our brain actually processes images 60 times more quickly than words. So by having an image, you are sending a really clear message to the universe. Like, this is what I want. But what's more important as well is that an image invokes feelings. And it's the feelings that promote the energy that promotes the law of attraction. So by having the image out there, which is really clear, you're going to raise your vibration. And it's the vibration that attracts what you want to you. The people that may not have come across what you're talking about, what, how could you describe what vibration is in, in this context? Well, have you ever had it where you walk into a room and you haven't talked to anyone yet, but you have a feeling that you need to protect yourself or that there are just, it's just an, an unhappy conversation just happened or people are feeling frustrated and angry. That's negative vibration. People are giving off and we talk about negative vibes all the time. Like it's just kind of a part of our language. But it's a real thing in that we feel negative, but we don't necessarily notice positive because we're just open to it. It's like, okay, I belong here. This feels good. I'm going to join in the conversation. I can see people are laughing and, you know, smiling and this feels good and safe. But our, you know, that reptile brain that we have wants to protect us when it's negative energy. So that's probably sort of a basic level for people to, if they haven't, really dove into neuroscience, but that that's an experience I would think most of us have had. Yeah. I think it's really important to try and wrap our heads around as much of this as possible. Our our bodies are made up of, they estimate a hundred trillion cells, right? And I love the fact that it's what they estimate the number of stars in the galaxy equate to as well. So I don't know how closely aligned they are, but that's pretty cool. And, and at a, at the smallest like at an atomic level, it is, it's vibration. Like everything is vibration. It's something that I've become super dialed in. My intuition has gotten really good at picking up on those, those low vibe or high vibe. And, and it's allowed me to better choose who I associate with. Cause we don't appreciate if we're not dialed in, how negatively we can be impacted by other low vibrational people. And so my question, why is being around high vibrational people so much more important? Well, I think about this meme that I've seen where somebody is uh, putting a hand out to help someone up. And if you think about someone, if they're trying to pull you down, it's, it's easier because of the law of gravity as well, but they're going to be able to pull you down if they're not actually helping to lift themselves up. So if you think about if you are with people that are trying to pull you down, who are offended by your success, who have all their own issues around scarcity, fear that's showing up as anger and jealousy, 
that is going to lower your vibration and pull you down. Whereas just like attracting what you want, when you, when you are surrounding yourself by positive people who are also wanting to rise, you're going to rise together and it's going to raise your vibration. Have you ever had it where you're just in a conversation with someone who's curious, open-minded, and you start an idea and instead of them shutting it down, they're like, that's cool. And they build on it. You scaffold and you just get really excited and anything's on the table. That's where it's so magical of what can be created and possibilities. Um, I just, I, those are my favorite kind of conversations to have. Well, speaking of conversations, the, uh, the magnificent Jack Canfield, whose subject of vision board creation is one of his favorites, according to what he was saying in an interview that he conducted on you, you were the you were the Super Soul Sunday equivalent uh, at Jack's house, and does he live in California somewhere? Yeah, in Santa Barbara. Well, I want to know what his house smells like. <laughs> oh, it smells like summer. <laughs> um, I, I haven't had a chance to physically meet Jack, but I always imagine people like that always smell really great, you know. I don't know why it, that's it so smells like it smells like money and it smells like <laughs> and it smells like fresh summer fruit um yeah it just smells beautiful it's a good smell right it's a good smell yeah I, I thank you for tuning me into that because you're right i i did sense that but i wasn't it was it was sitting back here in my subconscious so thank you for asking that question no it's it's just interesting i uh i <laughs> for an, a litany of reasons, I stopped wearing deodorant and aftershave, um, mainly because my body was super uh, sensitive to deodorant and I used to get all kinds of rashes under my arm. So I've, I'm way better without it. Uh, and when I eat pretty clean, I, I don't smell, according to people close to me. When I, when I eat some garbage, that's when I start to emit an odor. But uh, you become a lot more dialed into to smells, particularly as a former smoker and, you know, philanderer and all the other stuff. My, uh, I'm healthier now, so my nose is super sensitive and I, I, I'm really attracted to natural organic smells. Uh, I'm not talking about farts or anything. I'm talking about like natural smells and the, the chemical ones I do not enjoy. And I, and I wonder whether that ties into any of this vibration. I wonder if it affects the vibration of anything now that you've got me thinking down this pathway. But but I'm rambling a little bit. But my point was with Jack, in that interview with, with him, when he was interviewing you, was there any part of that process where you realized that you had more knowledge than Jack in this particular subject? Can I just go back to the smell? Yeah, please, please. Okay, so it's interesting because I actually diffuse oils during during my in-person vision board workshops. So because I want to open up the right brain, I want people to feel safe and certain smells, again, provoke that and on a subconscious level. It's just like, it just puts us at ease. So yeah, I usually diffuse uh, oils, which is natural, um, but it sets the tone. So just, yes, thank you for bringing so Your hair smells fantastic. <laughs> And um, yes, yeah, so he he actually gave me this beautiful affirmation for where I'm at in that um, when I brought up about the idea of gratitude, and this has only really come to me again from my Christian beliefs around how does a vision board 
and being a Christian, how does that even fit together? Isn't it like a, a list of things that are an expectation? It almost feels like, you know, a child who's demanding, I want this. Like, how does that fit together with being humble and, you know, not in, yes, in a state of expectation, but the key is gratitude. Now, Jack is a big proponent of gratitude. However, I think about gratitude, especially like with my kids and my grandchildren, like as a thank you. So you give them something, a cookie, markers, what, and thank you, grandma, right? And you're welcome, honey. But imagine if gratitude started your day so that we're in a state of expectation and a state of gratitude for what hasn't even occurred. That's trust. And so that's how uh, I see a vision board as though it's an act of gratitude for this gift of life that we've been given. And so when I mentioned that to Jack and I had said, I used the idea and the example of my son, he's, he's uh, an adult. He lives across Canada. I don't get to see him regularly. And he came last Christmas, not this past Christmas, the one before uh, home. And uh, I given him slippers. And uh, I said, bud, you like the slippers? Because I didn't know if they're the right style. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I guessed on the size and he calls me Moo, which is short for Mooter, which is Dutch because we're Dutch heritage. He's like, Moo. I hate it, by the way. He's like, I love them. I'm like, you do? And he's like, yeah, like they're great. And so I, I, I put the, the image together, that story together with how we are with our creator, like when he's given us his gift of life and we're fully living into it, wearing the slippers, so to speak, we actually demonstrate gratitude, thanksgiving, worship to our creator. So that's how I see a vision board as an expression of that. And so Jack was, yeah, he was curious about that. And he said he'd never heard that before. Brilliant. Well, to me, you are the, the world's best vision board creation expert. And the sooner you adopt that, the better. And I didn't want to put you on the on the spot. But And for those listening, Debbie does not look like a grandma at all. In fact, she barely looks old enough to be a mother. She's smoking hot. So maybe watch the YouTube and you can see exactly what she looks like. <laughs> it's hard to believe that you are a grandma at this point. So bravo to you. Whatever you do, maybe on the vision board is uh, maintaining youthful exuberance. Is there, is there any of that health and well-being on there? Oh, 100%. Yeah, actually, um, I've got a number of images. My vision board is right behind me there. And um, yeah, someone someone said, so you just want to be naked? Uh, no. <laughs> Well, no, I want to feel my best. And so absolutely. Uh, so well-being um, is definitely on my vision board. And I encourage my clients to, to do that. So especially people like thinking about weight loss. I know you've had some um, dramatic weight loss and health change, but I ask people to go past the weight loss and the number on the scale and the size of clothes to go, how are you going to feel? So the idea, again, of confidence, when you walk into a room and you're wearing clothes that fit, amazing. Imagine that feeling or being having a sense of freedom to be on the beach and just to, to hang out or play with the kids or whatever it is and not feel like you're tugging, pulling, self-conscious, like just having this sense of freedom and high energy. So that's what I encourage people to put on their vision board. And I have that as well. Yeah, brilliant. I want to go into the basics of a vision board creation, but just really quickly, I think one of the things that I noticed when I did drop a heap of weight and I originally 
wanted to do that because of how I wanted to feel. So there was no just, I'm just trying to lose weight. And it was a health, health driven initiative was that when people look at someone who is physically in really great condition, it's not just the subconscious uh, symmetry that they are seeking out from a breeding point of view, which women, look, heterosexual women look at men and men look at women for, uh, you know, genetic throwback and how well the breeding match will be. That's a subconscious, you know, reptilian brain thing. But it's also, you can see the, how disciplined someone is. So it's what it represents in other areas of their life. If someone's in great physical condition, you can see that they are incredibly disciplined, at least in that one area in their life. And if they're disciplined in that area, more than likely they have discipline in other areas of their life. And that for me was a, a was mind-blowing when I realized the impact that I could have, the credibility that it gave me when I was talking to people about my journey, what I've gone through. And that for me has slipped a little bit over the last six or seven months. We've been on the road and I will will use that as a as a an excuse for lack of a better phrase. We've gone through major adversity at times. But I've let that slip. And so I don't have as much credibility when I'm talking about some of the other stuff I talk about. So that's why I'm getting that sorted right now. For people that have never even heard of a vision board or uh, just mind blown about what we're talking about already, what's a really simple place for them to start, Debbie? Yeah. And I just want to just piggyback on what you said about how we do something somewhere is how we do it everywhere. And I'm not interested in just creating a business board. Like I have corporate sometimes reach out to me and we're like, we really want our employees you know, to focus on, you know, the core values of our business and to create a vision board that does not light me up. What lights me up is exactly what you just talked about where, so yes, I would have my wellness on my board, but I also have my business, my spiritual vision, my relationship vision with my husband. All of that is because it all permeates, it overlaps and builds. So um, thank you for that. And so where to start? I would say that if you've never created a vision board before, and this sounds really foreign, I would challenge you to look at what's your screensaver? What, what do you have in your office? If you're working in a cubicle, what do you have in your office? You probably have a picture of your last tropical vacation, maybe your European vacation, maybe it's of your family, something that provokes that feeling of love, of joy. So you already put images around you that are from the past, however, but still that you get that those actually give you a hit, give you that feeling that you desire. So just know that even if you think you haven't done it, most people actually have already understood the power of images. Uh, but start with a single word. So I call it a power word. So I'll just pull up my card here. This is my word for the year. It's pour, pour into. So P -O -U -R. I will, pardon? P-O-U-R. Yeah, not poor, poor as in no money. <laughs> <laughs> To distinguish the two universe, I do not want to be poor. I want to pour. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so pour, pour into others. And I have an academy where I teach uh, people to do exactly what I do. And my vision for this year is to leave nothing on the table to, you know, all the little gremlins that show up with scarcity, anything like that. It's like, no, no, I'm giving it all away. So this is the beautiful 
idea of having a single word is that it becomes your, your glasses, your vision, your beacon. And when you're going through difficult times, so I remember a couple of years ago, when I was leaving my nine to five, I'd given my notice to my board of directors in January, 2020, I had no idea about COVID. So I had decided to leave my job prior to COVID. So in the middle of COVID, I'm hiring my successor. I'm creating new policies because the childcare had closed down. I was running a multi-site not-for-profit organization. And I was retiring after 30 years, just cleaning up my mess, right? Make sure it's all in good order for the next person. And when I was challenged, my word of the year was generous. And I had chosen that already in January. And I just kept going back to that. So whenever I would feel low or I'd feel like I didn't want to be generous because I was just wanting to tell everybody to F off. <laughs> I was like, all right, what would my most generous person self do and be her show up as her. And that's what I did. And so that's the power of choosing a single word. So for your viewers, for anyone listening, think about what's a word that inspires you, but it's not just a noun. It's something that moves you into action so that it's, it may be a noun, but it's just something that inspires you, but moves you and motivates you into action. But the other qualifier is that it feels safe. So I like to think of it like when you see the word, you're like, ah, there's my word. And the beautiful thing is it's going to start to show up everywhere because you're, again, focused and noticing it. But it feels like your favorite sweater. Do, do you ever go camping where you just always have that sweater in the back of your closet that you pull out? You know, it's your cozy one. That's what your word is like, that it feels like this is my word. Uh, and so I would encourage, create a mini vision board, put it the word in the middle. You can write it. You can use, um, print it out from the computer, add little images. What's interesting is my coach that I have who works with me on the Academy, she was just talking to me. She's like, Deb, you know, when you have your marketing message out there, think about your ideal champagne client. Who is that? And I said, oh my goodness, Tracy, I have to tell you, look at my new card. She didn't know. I said, I have references to champagne there and there on this little card. And she didn't know. And I'm like, it just, that's how beautiful, you know, it happens is that it starts to show up and you start to really notice and get focused. And it becomes, like I said, that destination to who you get to be. And so if I can just add on to this piece of the vision board experience is that most people think about what I want to have, what do I need to do to have that stuff? And then I'm going to be happy. And for anyone just starting out, flip those three words around. Start with yourself. Who do I get to be? The best pourer <laughs> person that pours in the world. The very best vision board, what did you say? Creation expert of the world. That's who I get to be. And then what does she do? And then the have, the abundance will show up. So that's, that's really where I would encourage people to begin. Okay, well, that's a, a fantastic start because I think a lot of people, their own experience with uh, with vision creation is from like the secret and they hear people just putting photographs of Ferraris on their on their fridges and, and manifesting them and, and, and it's diminished. Uh, it's, you've got to understand the nuances of it, right? Like it, it's, not, it's not just simply that. Uh, that might work uh, in the rare occasion, but it needs to be more deliberate, I think. And, I, and, and I'm curious to know, what are some testimonials that you've had from people that you've worked with of the success they've had since they've implemented your, your coaching, your training? Yeah. So 
I had a girlfriend say to me, Deb, before I did your vision board, she goes, I thought it was just about vacations and shoes. And I said, well, it can be, but you're right. It's deeper than that. And so, you know, I think about, I had one gentleman, he's like, I'll never make a vision board again. And I said, tell me why. And he's like, well, he says, I wanted more money in my business. He said, I wanted a bigger house. And he said, I wanted a fancy car. He goes, I got it all. And I said, well, what happened? What's the problem? He's like, I lost my marriage. And so I lost it all. So I would say that, um, well, what I want to just tell you is that I just was at a women's conference last week and I drove my cute little Miami blue uh, Porsche Macan from Ontario, Canada over to Cleveland um, and had a blast. And I was super glad it was bright blue when I was stuck at the border between all the trucks. <laughs> and if you would have told me that I'd be driving a Porsche, as a not-for-profit childcare director five years ago, I would say, mm, I don't know about that. So absolutely the Ferrari, those things can come true. But here's the piece that we were talking about earlier with the universe. What is it that you really want? Do you just want a Ferrari in your garage? Well, you might get it, but then is that going to make you happy? How will you feel when you're driving that Ferrari? How will you, you know, who are you going to share it with? So it's, it's all of those pieces. So the testimonials, um, I think about uh, one woman that um, I worked with um, a couple of years ago with my one-on-one program and she was completely stuck. I actually shared this with Jack as well. And she was completely stuck, came home, sat on the couch, just didn't have any ambition. And a lot of my clients, it's what I hear. They're not in crisis, but they're just stuck. And so we had one session And after that session, she messaged me before our next session. She's like, I quit my job. I said, you what? Like any coach out here probably knows the panic I felt. Like I was like, oh, okay, well, let's get to business, right? Like, but I love that she was an action taker, decision maker. And she knew she created this vision even before we even had the chance to make the vision board that she knew she wanted something different and she was ready to take action. So she left her nine to five. We created a vision and digging into that, she didn't even know this was a possibility. We, she created a business of cooking and making pierogies, which is like a Polish um, little dumpling. paste. Dumpling. Pardon? Yeah, it's like a dumpling. Dumpling, yes. That yeah. yeah. And she just messaged me actually two weeks ago and let me know that like, so she, so she was selling to, to wholesale grocers, um, but she just is now... Um, supplying restaurants. So she's got a restaurant who's now got it as her main entree and they sold out the first night. (laughs) So she's just taking off flying and it really went from zero to that. And that's been a year. Um, And just, she's as happy as can be. It's named after her grandmother in her honor, where the recipes came from. And so if you want to check her out, it's rivers, um, rivers kitchen, R E W E R S on Instagram. And uh, she's definitely one of my beautiful success stories. That's brilliant, pierogi. <laughs> the low carb is nightmare dish, <laughs> but it's very tasty. With a Russian, with a Russian wife to be, uh, it features pretty heavily in their cuisine. So good on her for doing that. I mean, that, that's a great example of just something that is creating fulfillment and purpose in someone's life, rather than the materialistic component. And it's the the, the Porsche. Which is a great color that you got there, by the way. It's uh, it's what it represents, and and I think wanting a Porsche 
to show off to the neighbours, to show that you're better than others is going to end up terribly for everyone involved. But if you, you know, I like driving high quality cars as well, A, because they go fast and B, because they don't break down as often unless you're getting uh, Lamborghinis, which are a bit unreliable. But uh, that's what it represents. I think that's a really great lesson. So, Debbie, what's on the horizon for you and the work that you're doing in this vision board creation space? Well, in a few weeks, I get to go to Nashville and I'm going to name drop here. I I get to share the stage with this lady, Gabby Bernstein. So we talked about Jack Canfield. So I would say that Gabby and Jack are probably the two most influential people in this space of personal development and have an expertise in vision boards. And they have just manifested in my life in the last six months. Crazy. And that's what happens with a vision and vision boards is that it, it's beyond, it is beyond what I actually envisioned. It's bigger and better. And that's what tends to manifest because it's divine intervention. So Gabby is going to be at a woman's retreat in the morning. She's speaking the keynote speaker. And I get to present actually what I talked about earlier, the power words. I'm going to be creating uh, cards with the participants there. So I'm really excited about that opportunity. But as in for my business is that I'm growing my academy. Uh, that is my legacy. So it's not just a one woman show, so to speak, but that uh, I already have within, it hasn't even been a year. I have 13 graduates from all over the world. I had my first male graduate. He's a cardiologist from Ireland, uh, which is just super cool. And he's doing it within his hospital and, and infused it in his coaching. And so I'm, I'm interested to have more males also as certified facilitators and just to grow that that community. And my big vision is to have a similar conference to what I just attended last weekend in Cleveland, to have something specific for my uh, graduates that I'll bring in, you know, guest speakers and and pump them up uh, and just to to support one another and just to grow that community. Like I said, pour into it. Well, you've just given me an idea. Uh, Certain someone I know might've given you uh, Gabriel's phone number. And I was thinking now would be a good time to reach out and connect with her and to, to say, hey, look, we're going to be sharing a stage together. I'm not sure what the format is, whether it's like a um, a panel. Is it a panel scenario that you're going I'm to I'm not be- sure, actually. So, so it doesn't matter, I don't think. Here's a challenge to you, Debbie. Here's a challenge. I would reach out, and if you can connect with her, uh, talk to her exactly like you would to me or to someone else that you know. And say we are we're at this event together, and I was curious to know how we can maximize our time together. There you go, and uh, to share some ideas. I think that could be a great catalyst because you know what I see in your future. I see you being the person that is being talked about in the same way that you're talking about with Gabrielle Bernstein. When I bring them on the podcast, and they're like, "I'm so grateful I've manifested Debbie Sluice in my life," right? Do you see the power of this? You've got all the makings to be exactly the, the, that caliber individual. That That's what I love with the vision that I can imagine for you. That has to become your vision, though, but I reckon we might be pretty closely aligned. What do you reckon? I reckon. I like that. <laughs> 
I think you're right. Um, and I love that you're doing for me, what I do with others is that really stretching my vision. So it's beyond what my mind can actually feel safe or can comprehend. And that it's just bigger. And I just trust that I just get to step one step at a time, like being on this podcast with you is like this opportunity came up. Yep. Say yes. And hold that vision. So thank you for giving me that. Oh, well, you're you very welcome. I think the universe deliberately brings the right people together at the right time. And your the knowledge that you shared with in the time that we met has made me really think about my this vision for my life because there's so many things happening in my life right now that it's almost getting to a blur. And the impact that I that I'm wanting to have is being diminished because I I was taking on too many projects. And I thought I was good at saying no. But I need to become more disciplined at that. Otherwise, I just won't be able to get anything done. And so I'm very grateful for that that little spark of inspiration. And any opportunity to try and develop another world's best in their chosen niche is very exciting for me as well because I've seen the power of that in, in my own life and people that are adopting it, and it is it is magnificent. So, Debbie, for people that are now champing at the bit or chomping at the bit, depending on which part of the world you live in, and they're like, where can I find this extraordinary woman? How can people find you? Well, I have a website. And so everything is on there as well. There's a couple of free gifts on my uh, front page. So if people are curious about how do I create a vision board, there's actually an e-guide. And so it's sort of the Coles notes version of my course, but it's five steps to create a powerful vision board. So it's free on there. Um, as well, um, they can um, download a scorecard. So if you're interested, like, well, I don't know, I, I think I'm, I think I'm okay, maybe with dreaming big, but how to discover that and how to declare it. So there's a scorecard there. It's a free quiz that they can take that as well. So it's on my website. It's dare number two, the number two, declare.com. Dare to declare.com. And I'm not, I'm imagining there's not too many Debbie sluices in the world as well. D-E-B-B-I-S-L-U-Y-S, like sluicing for gold. And it was finding gold, having you on the podcast. Debbie, do you have any concluding thoughts for our audience today? I would say that when opportunities like surrounding yourself with people like Laban come up and you can raise your vibration like he's done for me, I was telling him that he already has impacted me since our first introduction a week ago. And so say yes, say yes, and, and make it a priority, make time for that, because it's the people that are in your life that are going to be one of the biggest assets and resources that are going to support you with, with, with going forward and with rising. Ladies and gentlemen, Debbie Sluice. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available and not only just bring them on but to develop relationships with them that build into know like and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire you'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience 
go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.